All right, it is November 30th, 2018. This is Acacia Thompson for Brooklyn Public Library's uh, Greenpoint Oral History Project, Our Streets, Our Stories. I'm here at the Swing and 60 Senior Center with Joan Hunstead. Yeah, you're a longtime resident of the area. Tell me about uh, where you were born. I was born in Kings County Hospital. Uh-huh. And then my mother took me home to DuPont Street. Fantastic, and did, where did you grow up? I grew up on DuPont Street, and then we went to Manhattan Avenue, and then we went to Eckford Street. That was my best address, because the library was right around the corner. And so tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up in Greenpoint, as far as um, how the environment was an, an influence on your life. You, you mentioned a little bit earlier about the rendering plant. The fat rendering plant, and if it wasn't that, we still had horses and wagons, so we had the dirt from that. And we also had a lot of soot in the air from factories as well as homes with smokestacks. Most of the people were turning over kerosene, so when the children came to school, somebody smelled like coal or kerosene. We always knew who was heating with what. And what about the types of factories that were in oh, really big We had Eberhard Faber on Greenpoint Avenue. That was a pencil factory. Most everybody, including my both parents, worked there. Uh, I remember at 4.30 they rang a siren for the employees to know it's time to go home. But if we were playing in the park or on a street, we heard it. We knew it was time for us to go home. So the mothers kept track. And um, we had BFS and bronze on India Street between Oakland and Provost. Oakland Street is not Oakland Street anymore. It's McGinnis Boulevard. But BFNS bronze produced the statue that stands in Washington of our um, military putting the the uh, American flag in Iwo Jima. And I'm very happy to say that I know the man who originally came from Hungary was married to my girlfriend. And he's the one who helped lay out the plans and also cast the bronze to make the statue. And I remember he told me when they were going to take it out and they put it on a float and I watched it pass by and I was so happy my girlfriend's husband made that. <laughs> and uh, we, we, I can't understand why we have fire engines running around here every day. And in those days we had coal stoves and kerosene stoves and the, the engines weren't around that much. And when they were, there was always a crowd. The, the police department called them walkers. Mm -hmm. But um, now, did we have fire engines and emergency trucks going all the time, and nobody pays attention anymore? Well, speaking of kind of events in the neighborhood, do you remember when the manhole covers exploded in the 50s? Does that ring any bells? No, I probably was in school then. <laughs> I remember we could go any place without being in trouble. By the time I was 10 years old, I could push a carriage, a baby carriage, and my mother had a friend with twins, and I took the twins, 
and two other children to hold on to each side of the carriage and walk from DuPont Street to McCarran Park. No one bothered us. Nobody beeped at us. We went free and clear. I put the children on all the rides and put them back together again and walked home and nothing ever happened. If I could walk with the children without a carriage, we'd go down the subway at Greenpoint Avenue and come up the other side so we didn't have to cross Greenpoint Avenue. Um, oh, we, we had a lot of good things. We Most of us were poor, but around Christmas time, the banks gave out pictures of Santa Claus. They were all the same and they had a little hole to hang up, but we, we stringed them up in our classrooms. Um, Where did you go to school? I went to school in St. Cyril and Methodius. That was a good thing. We had no environmental problems in there, thank God. And then um, there was a car bond fire. Let's see, I was in seventh grade. That made me like 13 years old. So that was 39, 44, 45. Yeah, but 39. 49, 50, uh, 53, there was a car bonfire. It was the trolley cars. And, oh, thank God, there was there were no deaths due to the fire, but some, some poor degenerate got mixed up with the garbage when the building fell, and the facade of the building, and I saw it, fell on Manhattan Avenue and pulled the wires down, so they had to hurry up and give us buses instead of trolley cars. I was just out of the seventh grade then. And that was one of the biggest fires in that the city was, yeah, ever. Right. And um, that, that, was, that was something. Uh, my mother's friend and had a daughter a couple of months younger than me, and we were getting the children ready to go to the park, which was only two blocks away. And one of us washed out something for the children and put it on the line, but when we opened the window, the sky was black, and we heard fire engines only after we saw the smoke. So the two of us, we were only like 13, 14 years old, we decided we're not going to the park because we don't know what's out there. Meanwhile, our two mothers were out looking for a job, and they stopped in a ca cafe to have coffee, and on the TV it showed, and they left their coffee there, and hurried up home on the bus, and they were they ran to the park first, thinking that we were there, and the lady there knew us and said, no, no, the, the, the children that were here, we sent them home, your children weren't here. And it was the girl I was with to babysit, as well as her four sisters and brothers and her three little nephews. But the 10 of us together were always together and doing the same thing. We minded the babies. Tell me, you're talking about Greenpoint Playground? Is that yeah, um, DuPont? DuPont Street, that, that was fabulous. They had a nice swimming pool. I remember when my sister was first born, I was four years old, my mother used to take me there to go in the so-called pool, it was only showers. <laughs> And she had a big coach carriage, and there was a man there. Later on, I found out his story. He would sit and knit, and whatever he was knitting, somebody come along, oh, that's beautiful, and order something. He made his money 
on knitting, and I don't know if they had SSI then, because I was only four, but he lived in the Y, and many years later, I was friends with a minister and his wife, and they invited this man to their house for dinner, and I found out his name, and I wanted to know where did he learn to knit. And you know, we have so many things in, in this world today to entertain kids and all that. They don't learn anything substantial. This man was slow mentally, and his mother had to keep him busy, and she taught him to knit as a child. Later on, I found out that a lot of black children who didn't have toys, their mothers taught them to knit and crochet. My mother taught me because I was bored. I always wanted to do something for real. I used to cast stitches with the bakery cord on a pencil, and her sister came to visit one day. She says, look how nice she casts on the stitches. Why don't you teach her to knit? And that's when I first started to knit. Well, tell me, since you lived up on DuPont and spent time in Greenpoint Playground, did you ever have any access to the waterfront, you know, being on the East oh, River? Oh, yeah. The creek? Tell me about life on the water. Uh, we would go across the park, then it was a ball field, and then there was a big fence, but you could go through. They had ex and, yeah, exits and entrances, and we'd sit there and try to identify the boats, you know, like that's a tugboat and that's this and this, and we weren't able to read yet, so... Domino Sugar was about the only one we knew because we knew the big capital D, <laughs> like the solution today with McDonald's. Yeah, um, my mother used to take us there from time to time, and we also went on a school trip. Uh-huh. I mean, then we were disappointed because we couldn't go across the street to the park. Too many children for the teacher to mind. I remember I went to PS31 for the first six months. My mother was afraid to send me to Catholic school. She thought the nuns would beat me up. <laughs> so I went to public school. The teacher, I knew her until I was pushing my own baby carriage. I saw her on Manhattan Avenue. She lived on Greenpoint Avenue. Her name was Miss O'Brien, and our principal was Mrs. Murphy, and they never... They never thought any kids would do anything bad, but one day we had a fire drill, and she marched us out, and I kept going until I got home. And my mother said, what are you doing home? I said, I don't know. The bell rang, and the teacher took us all out. The next thing I know, the teacher's hollering up the hall. <laughs> Is Joni there? <laughs> and my mother said, what happened? And she just said, we had a fire drill. And then my mother said, didn't I? She never did tell me about a fire drill. But in front of the teacher, she said, didn't I tell you you're going to have a fire drill? <laughs> so I did stupid things like that. Like when I made my first communion, the nun wanted my baptismal certificate. And I kept telling my mother, she wants my stedicate. <laughs> and my mother had finally come up and find out what she wanted. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. We we used to go, um, the Catholic school had a school trip. We went to Broad Beach, which meant taking a subway and then a boat, and go to Broad Beach. And if it wasn't past St. John's Day, you couldn't go in the beach. You had to wait for the water to be blessed. So we always had a look at the calendar to see if we're going to put our bathing suits on or not. But we had a good time. And then um, the other children 
there wasn't if if you were below the seventh grade, the nuns took us to Prospect Park on the trolley cars, and we had to switch at Nassau Avenue and take the Lama Street trolley car all the way there. And we had to bring our own lunch. Oh, we had to go to mass that day, so you had your hat and your lunchbox with you already. It 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 was simple, but when you're a little kid, it seems like so much. Well, speaking of parks, I mean, you saw McCarran Park being built. Did you spend much time in, in that park? Uh, I have a nice story about McCarran Park. My mother was complaining one day that when she was growing up, she grew up on the north side. When she was growing up, they used to freeze the baby pool and make an ice skating place. And it was only one policeman who knew how to ice skate, so he minded the kids. Many years later, as an auxiliary police officer, I was asked to go to Greenpoint Avenue to the catering hall, um, Polonaise, because there was a policeman who was celebrating his 100th birthday. He was retired. And then it came out that he was the only policeman in the precinct who could ice skate. And I, oh my God, I wished my mother was here. And then when he came, they escorted him, and we had to hold our batons so he could go through. So he went through, and then they invited us in to have a bite to eat. And everybody was congratulating him, and, and our officer told us, get online and congratulate him. So I was the only lady. This is, a, this is about 10, 12 years ago. I was the only lady there, and when I got there, I said, I'm so happy to shake your hand. I never shook hands with a person 100 years old. And he says, well, don't just shake hands. Give this old man a kiss. And I figured, well, his family's there, and the cops are there. What can I lose? So I gave him a sweet kiss, <laughs> and everybody was laughing or crying. That's how they thought it was so nice. So I have some really good things with them. I remember when I was in the auxiliary, they were having their own anniversary of the 94th Precinct. And we were looking at old books, and I was looking at, oh, wow, this was my landlord's brother, 106 India Street. <laughs> and then we saw that the first murder in the area was on North 6th Street, because the North Side and the Italian Side and Greenpoint were all under one um, precinct. precinct. And the first murder was on May 23rd, early in the morning, in 1923, I believe it was. And I said, oh, wow. And my commander says to me, how old are you? And I says, no, no, I says, I just remember the addresses. And I didn't know the person. So he says to me, well, where were you? I says, it was May 23rd, and I wasn't born yet. I was born at 10 after 4 in the morning. <laughs> Not two o'clock. <laughs> yeah, some. I, did you know that the corner of Greenpoint Avenue, where McDonald's is now, was originally a police station? No, I did not know. And that. then it became the American Legion, and then it was knocked down to make McDonald's. And again, familiarity. My dancing teacher was the engineer for the. Uh, McDonald's that's there now. It's an unusual lot. I know that there are other. It's a it's a triangle. Oh, 
Yeah, it, it, from Manhattan Avenue it goes to Greenpoint, and from Greenpoint it goes to the, the corner. Okay. So only the front is, so it's not so it's. Well, Joan, thank you so much for sharing your story with I'm me I'm so today. happy to thank have you. to do it for you. Thank you.